good. How is it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I it, I thought it was going to rain for like a hot second and I got so excited and then it's not raining. So that was disappointing. But like other than is, that, we're fine. I think it is supposed to rain soon though. It looks quite is it? right now. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love the rain. Mm-hmm. I like miss it. It's I miss it. <laughs> but yeah, so that is how my morning is going. Nice. Um, yeah, so the story is super recent. It literally happened, like, last year. Oh, wow. Um, and, I mean, like, obviously, like, it's not not fun, because I don't think true crime is ever fun. Yeah. But I, I found it interesting right. to think about. It's, like, it's one of the um, National Park, like, kind of horror stories. Ooh. Um, those so, are, yeah. Yeah, those are very interesting. I've seen so many TikToks about it. Like, it's just the idea of a national park is very fascinating to me I like- from a true crime basis. I at some point in my life I want to like do a road trip and like go to national parks but like seeing those videos on TikTok about like people going missing just makes me quite scared no, no. <laughs> there's like like it feels like you want to go there but also like yeah. do you want to go there yeah like oh, creepy oh, yeah <laughs> but yeah let's get started um I'm Sonia I'm Maddie and welcome to Grim woohoo Okay, so in this this kind of takes place in it the story starts in September. So in September of 2020, 38-year-old Holly Cordier and her daughter Kaylee Chambers went to the Zion National Park to go hiking. And um I guess the whole idea behind it was that she was apparently looking to go on like a um spiritual spiritual pilgrimage and like looking to just disconnect from everything for a while which automatically like in my mind when I hear that someone is going on a trip and they're planning to disconnect like it's like red flags for me yeah because I'm always like you know like your phone you need that (laughs) yeah it's always nice to just like check in with someone just to Mm -hmm. be sure you're safe yeah exactly um but like I, I do get it I do get the need to like flee because 2020 yeah. was rough and it just kept on going downhill okay. yeah and um 2020 was really bad for her she worked in california as a nanny and then lost her job because of Aww. the pandemic and um she just ended up for that period of time just traveling around the country in this van that she converted to be like a mobile home okay that's um, like my dream <laughs> which is like like i do really love that like i'm, I'm yeah. obviously very upset for her that she lost her job and everything yeah. but it sounds good. like it sounds like she was truly living her best life yeah living my best life <laughs> <laughs> um she was described as a quote-unquote free spirit and her younger sister jillian oliver described her as such in this interview that she the la times um she said that holly was really spontaneous as well so this the trip in general wasn't super out of the ordinary for her okay apparently a few days before she left for zion national park she gave her sister a hug and said that she loved her and um oliver described her as being like a little choked up like she said um like that it felt like holly wasn't going to see them for maybe a few weeks or something which she noted as weird because it wasn't supposed to be that long of a trip but it wasn't, like, at the time, overly suspicious, I guess. Okay. Um, 
So Holly's sister, Jamie Cordier Strong, said that, quote, she definitely was having a mental breakdown. She told us later that she was seeking a total disconnect from everything. She really wanted to be alone. She had no idea it would turn into anything it would turn into or the worry she would cause or what it would become, end quote. Um, so, I mean, just in general, like the, the whole, the whole trip, it seems like wasn't out of the ordinary, but it also wasn't ordinary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was, she was going alone? She was meant to, yes. Yeah. So she spent a few weeks in California before basically leaving in the middle of the night in early October for Utah. And then she left her phone behind and didn't tell anyone where exactly she was going. Which, again, like... Yeah, I get, like, disconnecting, but, like, completely leaving your phone behind. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's a little scary. And also that, like, not telling anyone, like, exactly where she was going thing. Like, she obviously did tell, like, her sisters and stuff that um, she was going on a trip and, like, she said goodbye to them. But it's just, I don't know, it seems, like, really weird to me that... She would just be like, okay, I'm leaving, bye, and then, like, not even take her phone. Because, like, yeah, especially in 2020, like, the modern age, I'd want people to know where I am. But also just, like, I use my phone for, like, GPS, mm-hmm. music, and, like, everything. Yeah. Like, everything. Yeah. But I don't know. She was just, she just left it and went. Okay. I mean, all right. On October 6th, she got to Zion National Park. Uh, parked her car in Springdale and then took a 1.30 p.m. private shuttle to the grotto area. And October 6th was the last time she was seen for almost two weeks. Okay. She was last seen wearing a hat, a jacket, a tank top, hiking boots, a backpack, sweatshirt, blanket, and had her hammock with her. And then she just disappeared. So the last time she was seen was at this, like, shuttle stop? Yeah, after she went to the grotto area at the National Park um, on the 1.30 shuttle. I don't know exactly when, like, it got to the place, because I think 1.30 was the um, leaving time from where her car was parked. But that was the last time that she was seen. So it was in the park, like, at the shuttle stop? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, apparently, her roommate reported her missing shortly after, and the authority used the authorities used her credit card information to like triangulate her location because she used her credit card for entry fee to the park. Um, okay. Which I mean, I guess is like at least they knew where she was, like the general yeah. area. That's true. I'm still like really hung up on this like phone thing, you know? Like I just yeah. I couldn't imagine leaving my phone. Yeah. Ever. Like I get the need for like. A, a phone detox because I honestly feel the need to do that every once in a while I never mm-hmm. actually do it though but yeah. like I don't know just like having it with me but turned off would be make me feel a lot safer or with someone else even yeah without like I don't know definitely I would either take someone else with me or just like have my phone on me or like some kind of like device I could use to send an emergency message if I yeah you. like not even like a mm-hmm. smartphone just like a little flip a phone flip phone thing. yeah yeah as long as I've got like service or whatever because like like even when I'm at uni my mom like has my location on and like when she gets worried about me she'll just like try like see where I am <laughs> yeah like if I'm on the phone with her she'll be like are you safe I'll be like yeah and she'll be like okay I see where you are and that <laughs> makes her feel better so it makes me feel better and like it's just so weird to me that like, people would just leave and, like, not tell anyone where they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Strong mentioned that before she left, though, she started 
to a fast to start her spiritual journey or whatever and then like she wanted to connect with nature and read her bible when she went to this park okay um so the first day she was in the park she went on one of like the really long and difficult hikes so she was exhausted really yeah, early after, on in the trip after fasting after too. fasting so like first of all you're not eating food and then you just go on like a really long difficult hike like yeah yikes um and then so she stopped you know in the park for because she was exhausted which makes sense Mm -hmm. and that night she went to set up her hammock in a spot by the virgin river when she sat on it she swung backwards and ended up hitting her head really hard on the tree behind her Uh oh so naturally because of that she was pretty disoriented Mm -hmm. like first of all you're exhausted you haven't eaten and then you hit your head on this tree so she staying in this little location by the virgin river for a couple of days okay now the thing about the river is that it has toxic cyanobacteria in it Uh and this is like a thing that people know about like there are signs posted in the park um and you know like like you're not supposed to drink the water because it's toxic Okay. Um, but later she said that she needed to keep her mouth wet so she would swish the water around in her mouth and then spit it out. Ooh, that mm, still doesn't sound good. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, it's not even, like, a recent thing. They have no- they knew about the algae in the river since July because when they didn't know about it, there was, like, I guess a dog was playing in the river and the dog ended up dying because it was toxic. So ever since then, they, like, put up all these signs. Like, people know... You don't, you don't drink the river water. Yeah. Um, according to her older sister, since she fasted a lot, she was and she was pretty spiritual. Apparently, like her family was like, oh, she could survive without food and water for a while. But okay. if you think about it, like she's at this one location, she's pretty disoriented. She can't really move around, and the only water source is like toxic bacteria water. Like, yeah. What? And she's been missing. She was missing for a couple of weeks. So there's just like I don't know. It's just it feels a little bit weird to me. Yeah. Um, during the couple of weeks that she was missing, their family kind of started this GoFundMe for covering like, quote unquote, the cost of her search and possible aftercare when she is found. Okay. Um, and then during the twelve days that she was missing, the fundraiser fundraiser made about twelve thousand dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, they they did make a lot of money. Um, and then, like, they, they she kind of said that, like, the fundraiser, or her family, like, that made the fundraiser because things were getting expensive. And her friends and family were all asking how they could help with the search and everything. Um, so she said, quote, I figured it was the most public way for everyone to see where the money was going. Donations were mostly personal friends and family, end quote. Um, so this was, like... <laughs> Like, her family is really doing the most. Like, her sister was... It appeared as though her sister was, like, really making, like, all these fundraisers and, like, asking for donations in order to find her. Mm-hmm. And um, their family also organized an independent search party for her. And it was just, like, kind of local volunteers and everything. Um, her daughter even became, like, the spokesperson for their search efforts and actually even temporarily left school to go look for her mom. How old was she? Um, I'm not sure... Okay. I don't think she's, like, young. Yeah. Okay, she's not, like, college age, I don't think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, 
but don't quote me on that because I actually don't know her age. All right. That's, a, that's on me. <laughs> um, okay, so on October 13th, Deputy Chief Ranger Andrew Fitzgerald held a press conference where he stated that there was a there was like mild weather at the National Park, so there was a decently high chance that she was alive. So there wasn't any like big storms or any like rain things or droughts or whatever, or like heat waves or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And that they knew that she had supplies with her and they were hoping that she found a source of water aside from the poisonous river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Holly at the spot where she was staying kept track of how many days she was there by marking on a tally on the tree, like carving it into the tree. Um, during this time, she said that she saw another person hiking, but they didn't see her and she couldn't call for help because she was so dehydrated and weak. That's the worst. Yeah. (laughs) God. But luckily, 12 days later, on October 18th, someone did end up seeing her. They called this tip into the hotline, and a search and rescue team was deployed, and, like, they they found her, and, like, it was was all good. All right. So then, at a press release that they held at her rescue, they said that she was able to, like, leave, walk on her own, minimal assistance necessary. Oh. Yeah. Like, she can, like, speak and, like, call out? Because I would think if you're too dehydrated to, like, call out to someone, like, You'd I would You'd be too dehydrated out, to yeah, walk. immediately upon standing. Mm-hmm. I would need maximum assistance. Yeah. So that's one thing that I found very interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Um, But, and, like, her sister did say later that she was in, like, quote-unquote bad shape and had to stop every couple of feet to rest. Um... Which does track, like, I feel like if you're dehydrated, but mm-hmm. the fact that, like, they did state actually that she needed minimal assistance. Yeah. Um, they also said, her sister also said later that she had lost a lot of weight and bruises all over her body. And then, like, they said that there was, a, like, a park ranger standing by her in case she fell. But she was able to walk, I guess, on her own. All right. I mean, um, yeah. good for her. <laughs> When she was finally with her family again, Strong said, quote, she was very scared and traumatized. We drove her straight to the emergency room, end quote, which also, like, if I was stuck alone for 12 days thinking I was going to die, I would also be scared and traumatized Mm -hmm. and want to go straight to the emergency room. Yeah. Um, At the hospital, she was diagnosed with a concussion and then was treated for foot injuries, famine, and dehydration. She then went back to California to check into a mental wellness center. Okay. And that's when things got kind of crazy. Oh, no. So, it was all looking so good. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. She was alive. She was well. It was okay. Yeah, I was um, a little, like, confused for a second. So I was like, wait, this sounds good. She got medical attention. She got, like, mental health attention. So this is the end. All right? She's all good. <laughs> that's it. End of story. She's Happy fine now. It's okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay. So the thing, the thing that was a little bit fishy was that the family had originally posted on the internet, on social media basically just like a plea for tips from people if they had seen her or like they asked for support if they could find her like that kind of thing on social media and on the internet mm-hmm. and after she was found it kind of turned into this international incident with people stating um all sorts of conspiracy theories about what actually happened to her oh okay and it got so bad that her family members have said that they actually started to receive hate mail and hate comments, and then they had to delete their social media accounts and, like, get new phone numbers and everything. Oh, God. So people were saying, like, all these conspiracy theories were that, um, 
like people commented that it was a hoax or a scam and people thought that they like the fundraiser that they made and the twelve thousand dollars that they raised were like it was actually fraud but like park rangers did find her right yeah they yeah it was okay like okay um yeah i don't conspiracy theories are they're just really out there yeah um so the sheriff in Utah did a TV interview where he talked about the case and then he also said like this is a sheriff in Utah he said that things in her story didn't add up and I don't know if this fueled the conspiracy theories or was just like in response to them but um these comments like spread through online forums and that sparked more controversy throughout the country okay so um Strong, her sister, did an interview where she said, quote, there are no holes in the story, there are no discrepancies, it just got blown very out of proportion, end quote. Which, I guess, like, those are the standard two sides of the story, the people who are like, this is definitely, like, a scam, and then the people Mm -hmm. who are like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, The day after she was rescued, on October 19th, Washington County Sheriff Sergeant Daryl Cashin did an interview where they were talking about how she stayed hydrated. And they were talking about whether she drank from the toxic river for 12 days. Oh, because yeah. if she did, it would have most likely killed her. I was going to say, did, did, she, did she get, like, treatment for that? <laughs> That's the thing. They treated her that. for dehydration, which makes sense. But, I mean, I everything that I've ever read about, like, being stuck in the wilderness is that you can't survive for more than a few days without water. Yeah. Like, 12 days without water is a lot of days. Yeah. Um, so... The sheriff sergeant said, quote, if she had been drinking that water, unless she had some really high immune system, she would have been very, very ill and probably unable to come out on her own. She either took a lot of water with her or had another clean water source that was near here, but the Virgin River is not that source, end quote. Okay. The sheriff's office public information officer also stated after this that the information wasn't an official statement. But it could be taken as if he was an expert witness because, like, he's, like, the sheriff's sergeant and I guess mm-hmm. he knows what he's talking about. Um, like, they said that this was based on his experience in the area, but, like, technically it wasn't an official statement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he is a source and he's supposed to know what he's talking about. But, yeah. yeah. Um, basically... They were like, quote, Cashin spoke to an observation that there are inconsistencies. Our job is to be objective. We're fact finders, end quote. So that was like a major thing for this. All these conspiracy theories is like, how did she stay hydrated Mm -hmm. if she was stuck for 12 days without water? Also very interested about that Mm because I feel like I get dehydrated quite easily. (laughs) Literally same. Like, I, I need water. Yeah. Constantly. I have my, what I call my emotional support water bottle that I literally bring with me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I always have to have it with me. Like, yeah. Like, even if I'm going on a short walk, I'll be like, what if I get thirsty? Yeah, literally. I need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the sheriff's office did put out a press release that said that they stand with Cashin's observations and statements, but, like, they were on the case as consultants, not investigators. So again, they're, it's like it's very nuanced that they're like, here is a statement that's not officially official in this investigation, but this guy knows what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah. 
her family kind of went back on this and said that the sheriff's office made it worse for them. Oh. Which, I mean, the statement is directly contradicting Holly being alive. So yeah. yes, it would make it worse for them. Um, but Strong said, quote, I've never even seen him or met him. This is someone who looked at some paperwork. He wasn't there. I think it might be easy to look at a few things on paper and make conclusions. He's taken something and blown it out of proportion, end quote. Which, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But also, like, I also have the same question. Yeah. Is how did she stay hydrated? Even if she just swished the water in her mouth, like she said, like, that would get the bacteria or whatever. Yes, is exactly. In your mouth. like And, like, what would the point of just swishing it around your mouth be? Like, yeah. You're like, like, it's the same thing as drinking it. Like, yeah. the bacteria is in your mouth. Yeah. It's not like you're going to spit out all the bacteria. Like, that's still toxic. Yeah, you have toxic. to ingest some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so there was also this whole thing about that the press, like, and everyone delayed releasing some details because they were trying to put everything together before they talked about the case with the public. Which, again, is like, <laughs> why? Mm-hmm. Why? What? What was, what was that about? Yeah. Um, A lot of people are suspicious of the fact that in the few days the fundraiser was up, they raised over $12,000. Yeah, that is Um, a lot of money. Yeah. On the topic of that, Strong said, quote, Holly has suffered from mental ill health issues in the past and went on her hike in not the best frame of mind. She did not intend to become injured or so weak on her journey, nor did she intend for her trip to become a search and rescue effort. If Holly was not found when she was, she would have died, end quote. And then she said that any funds would be used for reimbursing their personal costs in the search, like hotel rooms, equipment, car rentals, and food for the search party. The rest was for her medical care. She said, quote, We acknowledge and respect people's concerns over the many inaccuracies portrayed by the press and social media regarding Holly's ordeal. Whoever has concerns about our use of their donation is welcome to request a refund without objection from the family. We are honest people. We're not holding your money hostage, end quote. Okay. So, like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But also, like, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's more, it's not really the money for me. It's just, like, how she stayed alive is what's concerning yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hung up on that, too. Yeah. Um, in a news release on the Monday after, sometime after this, the sheriff's office said, quote, numerous tips have been received indicating the incident was possibly conceived and carried out as a part of a family, a plan to fraudulently generate money to a GoFundMe account for Cordia's recovery, end quote. But this statement also said, quote, at this point in the investigation, there has been no evidence to support the theory that the incident was committed intentionally as an effort to achieve financial gain, end quote. Okay. So, yeah, the frustrating part is that, like, I can see both sides of the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, if one of my family members disappeared, I also would probably have to start a GoFundMe. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know their motivations for it. And it it does kind of seem a little fishy. A little fishy. Um, the National Park is currently finishing up an investigative report on Cordier's case, and officials say that they plan to release it to the public as soon as it is complete. Details of the case, including how much taxpayer money the search costs, how many staff and volunteers search for her, her discovery, and other conclusions will be held in the report. So that's what a lot of people are waiting on. When is that coming out? Um, I, I'm not sure when exactly it is. They said that they plan to release it as soon as it is complete. 
Okay. And I haven't heard anything about it so far. Okay. But it has been, like... Well, it's not a whole year yet, is it? It's, like, a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. And we do know how long it takes for them to get things done. <laughs> this is <laughs> Okay, so... Let's talk about <laughs> the conspiracy theory for a second. Ooh, after going okay. over all the facts. Because how did you stay hydrated? Yeah. That, yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, she fasts. But, yeah. like, fasting occasionally wouldn't allow you to stay alive for 12 days without food or water. Yeah. And I believe it's three days is the general rule of thumb that you can that you can survive without water and even then like you'd be super weak at the end of it. And I feel like especially if she went into it having already fasted, exactly. that would already make her weaker and like not even right? survive as long. Right? Like yeah. that's just I don't know. And and like also like the fact that the literal only river source, like water source next yeah. to her was uh, like definitely toxic. Yeah. Like you can't drink that. Yeah. And then, so they also said that she was able to leave the park of her own capability. Like, she may have yeah. been weak, but she walked out of there. That's what they said, is that she walked out of there. I also don't get that. Right, so you're telling me after 12 days of not having food or water, she walked out of there. But then why didn't she just walk out of there earlier? Or why wasn't she able to call out to someone earlier? That's the thing. Like, like if you're so weak that you can't call out to someone yeah how are you walking yeah, out of there on your own walking. yeah like she apparently was so dehydrated that she couldn't open her mouth to call for help if she saw someone near her yeah and it just doesn't add up to me that she walked out of there yeah i don't get that either and the other thing is that like cashin said that if she had hit her head and had a concussion and was as dehydrated as her family claimed mm. the search and rescue teams would have called the ambulance when they found her yeah, that's but true. She walked out of there and they drove her to the emergency room. Because I didn't even think about, like, a concussion would make you extra dizzy and, like, mm-hmm. disoriented, so... Like, I, I've never had, like, an actual concussion before, but that... A couple of times that I've hit my head, like... Yeah. Like, it wasn't... Not a fun... A pleasant feeling. experience. <laughs> no. And, like, there, there were points where I was, like, like, really dizzy. Yeah. And that wasn't even a full concussion. Yeah. So I just... How did she walk out of there? Yeah, I don't know. So Cashin basically stated in one of the press releases, quote, if we had found somebody in that condition with that kind of severe head injury, we would have at minimum called for a transport agency to check her out. The fact that that didn't happen tells me that they did not find any significant injury to her that would have prompted them to do that. The statements that the family is giving and the statements that the park is giving don't add up, end quote. And that's, they don't. Yeah, I was going to say, do we have like, proof from the hospital of like what she was treated for i mean i think hippo would be like no medical records you know that that whole thing but like (laughs) and a lot of reddit users who heard about the case were concerned and they bring up the point that she appeared made twelve thousand dollars off the gofundme and then released no details so nobody knows what happened yeah that is a little and they also brought up the fact that she the place that she was missing like went missing in was apparently a very well-known walked and crowded area of the park Mm. and that's the thing like that makes sense because she went on this hike it was like a difficult hike or whatever but it was a hike yeah that path would have been known because especially since it was by the river and they know about the river because of that whole incident with the dog like 
mm-hmm. the river is there. They know about the river. People hike that. Mm-hmm. So how did she go missing for 12 days? Yeah. Like, according to people who've been there multiple times, they say that there's, like, no way that she could have been there for two weeks without noticing. Like, it's it's that crowded. And especially during a pandemic when, like, the only thing people can do is yeah, be outside. Go outside, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if anyone's, like, traveling to places really that much, but especially, like, a place like, that's outside, a national park. Like, Yeah, and there's got to be people who live near there that are exactly. like, well, we can't do anything else, so might as well go for a little walk. And, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but everything that I know about, like, having a sheriff job thing at this park is, like, aren't you supposed to walk the trails? I actually have no idea about that. That would sound right to me. I mean, that might have just been something that I read in a book or watched on TV somewhere, but, like, I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, I feel like... Because you got to make sure, like, the trails are maintained, right? Yeah. There'll be someone every once in a while, at least. Because, like, I know that they're... they're, Like, especially with camping and stuff, there's a big thing about, like, people, like, leaving food out or whatever, so they Mm. come and check up on that, I think. That's true, that's true. So, like, at the very least, if this is a trail, like, you're going to have a member of the park staff walking yeah and then like I said they posted about this on social media right so someone asked what she ate and her sister said she didn't eat but that they could check back on the Instagram for updates (laughs) there are no updates (laughs) she didn't eat or drink water for 12 days is what they're saying oh my I just I don't I can't believe that you would be alive after that like so I so the whole thing is, like, I, I know you can survive for longer without food. Yeah. But, like, like if I don't eat for a while, I, I get, like, <laughs> first of all, like, really pissy. Yeah. And second of all, like, there have been times where I've just, like, forgotten eating if I was traveling. And by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. Like, absolutely uh, yeah, exhausted. Yeah, like a headache. And... A headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so coupling of... that with the fact with that she's not drinking any water, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to walk out of there. Uh-uh. So that's a lot of the, was like, people were like, this is definitely a publicity thing. That, like, oh, she's missing, but, like, she's alive at the end. She's totally fine. Like, Okay. Um, they also noted, this is the last thing I want to say about this case, because they haven't, I don't think there's any updates yet. But her daughter posted updates to her followers on Instagram when her mother went missing. But as soon as she was found, she stopped posting. Okay. Interesting. Her last post was October 16th, and it was, like, a picture of her mother, her and her mother together with the caption that said, the rangers are still searching for her and have a drone up in the air through the weekend. I put full faith that in God that he will bring my mother back home. Mom, we are going to find you. We aren't giving up. Please go to, like, I think the website is, like, helpfindholly.com for all updates um, and ways that you can help and donate. Oh, so she didn't post once she was found. No, that was, her last post was, like, oh, they're still looking for her okay Um, interesting and lastly her daughter has a highlight reel of Zion National Park that was added to her profile four weeks before her mom went missing where she posted a picture of her and her mom at the park hmm so yeah that is hmm I know that technically the case doesn't have any murder or anything but it's very fishy yeah and there are a lot of things that just aren't adding up to me yeah that is yeah because like so when you first hear about this this case or whatever you're like oh she went missing and you're like oh the big thing is the twelve thousand dollars that they raised off of gofundme mm-hmm. 
and like that is suspicious on its own but I can I can definitely see where they're coming from with that Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh like maybe it's fine maybe it's not just about the money or whatever yeah because at least she's alive and she's healthy and it's okay Mm -hmm. but I just like looking at the details and stuff I just genuinely don't understand how she's alive yeah that's definitely there's something I feel like there's something missing from that yeah there really is like I don't know it's just it's so weird that she was like oh I'm leaving I'm just like pat, like dropping everything and I'm going and then she goes yeah. and hikes a trail and then she's just stuck there for 12 days yeah like how does that make sense yeah I don't get it um so yeah it technically I guess the case is unsolved because we don't really actually know what happened to Holly but um it's just a very interesting mystery to me because like what what happened (laughs) yeah but also like if it was just to get the GoFundMe money like wouldn't they actually have to have spent a lot of that on like the search teams and everything mm. to so I feel like how much did they really have at the end you know what I mean true like... yeah because they did actually like they did go out there and search yeah. for her so like so... that's the part that makes sense to me is because they were like because they did state that you know like the money was going to be used to reimburse their personal costs and the mm-hmm. hotels and the food and the expenses or whatever um, and like that part makes sense to me that you would do that when you're looking yeah. for someone but why? Yeah. If she's like, it just it doesn't it like really the none of it adds up to me. Yeah, I don't get it. It's because you're definitely right. Like they wouldn't make that much money if they're spending yeah. it. But then, how did she stay alive? And why aren't they releasing those details to the public? Yeah, there's definitely something missing. Like it does. Like if her sister was like, "Oh, she didn't eat." Yeah. She, For twelve days know. with no water. And yeah, like after maybe fasting, you could survive, but you wouldn't walk out of there. Exactly, like, like that. That that's the part. Like, if they had said, "Oh, she was airlifted out to the nearest hospital yeah. and she was like almost dead," that would, that would make- be like that would make sense. Yeah, that would be it. Like, end of story. She almost died, but, but it's the fact that she walked out of there. Because then, why didn't she just walk out fourteen days ago or twelve days ago? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. That's it. Just. I don't know. I've been thinking about this for a while and it just still doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it's just not adding up. Yeah, that's quite odd. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my story for you for this week. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening to me rant about Holly for, <laughs> for a while. It's a very interesting story. Yeah. It was, it was, I think I saw it on TikTok as well, and I was like, what the actual hell is that? And then I had to go research it, and I was like, you know what? We were just researching it isn't enough. I'm going to have to force Maddie to listen to me talk about this as well. Hey, TikTok? Yeah. You can find some interesting things on there. This is true. Yeah. A lot of good true crime on TikTok. Yeah, especially like mystery, like unsolved mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah. Well, all right. Do you have any life updates for us? Well, tomorrow I'm getting my first dose of the vaccine. I'm so excited. Yeah, Sonia is going to be my driver because I'm scared that I might, like, pass out or do something (laughs) stupid, you know. Your emotional support person. Yeah. She'll be my emotional support person. I'll have my emotional support water bottle. It'll be great. Excellent. (laughs) 
Um, so there's that. Um, other than that, I don't know. I finished the book series I was reading, Shadow and Bone, and I started the Netflix show. Exciting. It is, it, it is very good. But I'm just like, whenever I finish a book series, it's always sad because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't go ever be like read it again for the first time you know yeah yeah I feel you yeah 100 percent. I've been dealing with that and I'm not entirely sure I loved the ending I don't know I I feel like this happens every time (laughs) I don't think I ever love ending well actually I think the ending to Falcon the Winter Soldier was like the only ending that I love that I've loved oh yeah I like that that was a good ending yeah that one was great but other endings I'm like either eh or like hated it (laughs) so it's always hard for me to finish things in general because I probably won't like the ending anyway so (laughs) So, that's a big mood I really feel that yeah I've been having to deal with that but the show is pretty good so far so that's very exciting um yeah do you have anything to share um I wish I did (laughs) I feel. I haven't done anything for the past couple of days. Yeah, it's. I've been in a bit of a rut too. I feel like. And the worst part is, is I really wanted to finish the um the first book in the Mirror Visitor. Tr- like it's not a trilogy, is it? No, there's four. Four. Yeah. Um, but then I've just been in such a reading slump lately. Yeah. It's so bad. I feel that too. Like I, I think I've picked it up seventeen times. And I just, I've read like a couple of pages and then I had to put it down. It's been so bad. Well, but I have it's okay. The physical copy, if you would like to borrow it from me. I might have to take you up on that, honestly. As soon yeah. as I get myself out of this reading slump, I found a book. I think it's called, um, I saw it on TikTok. Oh, it's called The Unhoneymooners. Oh. And I think it's really short. So I think I'm going to try and read that and get myself out of my reading slump. Yeah, like a little beachy read kind yeah. of thing. I just, you know, when you're just in the mood for some trashy romance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> How I'm feeling right now. I feel you. Because I think it was um, A Court of Thorns and Roses that first got me out of my reading slump. Oh, and it's okay, like okay. the trashiest of trashy romances. <laughs> oh, that is on my reading list. So. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But yeah, we're going to try that again and see how it goes. And then maybe I'll, I'll be able to get through Winter's Promise. All right, nice. Yeah, that that should be it for me. Done nothing. (laughs) Well, um, I guess I can go into my little spiel then. You should definitely do that. I love your little spiel. (laughs) So you can find us um, on Instagram at Grim Podcast. You can follow us, DM us, like our photos. And from our um, profile, there's a button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us stories that you want us to cover or thoughts on stories that we have covered or just like little life updates of your own um, we also have a Facebook and a Twitter which we really need to be good enough to <laughs> have no excuse now that it's summer um, every time yeah it's just going to be like this every week um, yeah 100% <laughs> but um, our Facebook is Grim Podcast and our Twitter is Podcast Grim and other than that just tell your friends and family about us and leave us a good review Yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. Bye. Bye.